you human beings you're all stinky and you want to look at your phone all the time and you want to put the chip in you and you're all at the grocery store picking out rotten meat and putting it in your rotten bodies i'm gonna go live off the grid yeah that's right just me and a dog hunting chickens hunting chickens and building a shack and ain't none of you gonna fuck with me ain't nobody here i'm gonna grow my own vegetables I'm going to grow my own weed. I'm going to make myself live off the well water on the land and fuck all you stinky humans. Wait, what? Oh, oh no. Oh, I, ca I can't do it. Are you pulling me out of my home? Are you pulling? I don't. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm not bothering any of you stinky, horrible people. What are you going to do to me? What are you going to do? Put me back in civilization? I fucking hate everybody in here. I'll go to prison and I'll live in solitary confinement just to fuck all of you. I don't like none of it. I don't like none of this. The government, they're going to steal your jobs. The government's stealing your jobs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was real meta. I like that. Thank you. We're oh. talking about a lot of things today, and they all sort of kind of go handy and handy together, little handy jobs together. Um, that was fun. I'm Amber Nelson. That's Ed Larson. Hey, what's going on, Amber? I, I was walking today, and I was thinking about our show. Yeah. And I realized we never... Check in with each other. We don't. We never just see how each other were doing. We do the diaries and you get it all out and yeah. whatnot, and I get it all out, but we never just like say, How you do how was your week? Oh. My week was great. I had a day off yesterday. Did you? I you worked so hard. So hard, too hard. Yes. How was that? Trejo's tacos. Oh, snap. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, sure. It's a great company. The food's delightful. They mm -hmm. had me working a lot. I love Danny Trejo. Yeah, he comes in all the time. He's a nice boss. Yeah. It, oh, man, it's so cool. I love that. <laughs> it's so, like, is he like, does he like points like feel the salt? Yeah, Does yeah. he say stuff like that? To Sometimes, you? yeah. And you're oh like, wow! Oh, so okay. he like really is into the the restaurant managing. He's into well, what he's mostly about is just like you'll be talking with your party, you know, mm -hmm. just like sitting at the bar at a table. He'll just come up and be like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And you're just like, "Whoa, Danny Trejo!" Damn it! <laughs> you gotta tip me off if you know he's coming in. I would love to get a picture with Danny Trejo. Okay, it would he's... make my life. Yeah, I think that's a part of his contract just to like yeah. take photos with people. Yeah, yeah. He I loved really, it. I love Danny Trejo before it was fucking cool, man. Me and my boy Corey, we used to watch that. All of his, any, if a movie had Danny Trejo in it, which is like any movie, yeah, he, we would rent it, and he was, was always our favorite. Oh. I was so happy when he finally got his machete love. Hell yeah! He was my favorite part of uh, Desperado and El Mariachi. We it was like because everyone in Desperado was so cool. You ever see Desperado? It's a cool movie. I fucking love that movie. Selma Hayek's it's in bad. it. Oh god, she's so hot. So beautiful. She shows them too. Ooh. Not to be sexist, but she was beautiful. And but was that's a big part we... of me growing up. Oh yeah, were those boobs and um, Her but, big old honkies. God damn it, she's so hot. She's so hot. She's walking across the street. There's a car crash because she's so hot. Remember that scene? Yeah, yeah. Love that shit. But um, Danny Trejo, guy with the knives. Throwing knives. Everyone's yeah. got guns. He's the one with knives, and he's the most dangerous guy in the whole fucking movie. You know, if you have a knife and you commit a crime, you're actually on a worse level with the police enforcement than you what? are with a gun. Yeah. Why? Because if you know how to use a knife, then you are smart and capable. If you are if you have a gun, you're just like, poo 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 and you're all yeah. dead. But if you have a knife and you use it well, the cops are like, oh, shit. What's your background? What's your story? How you know yeah. how to use these knives? Okay. Yeah. Have you been training with the knife that I got you? Oh, I haven't. You I gotta should. Be careful. Yeah. You know? But like I said, tactical, rips off the seatbelts, 
breaks that window. Hell yeah. So if you ever got a need a window need broken, rubber glove, break that window. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Eddie did a nice thing and he got me a knife. Got you a knife. I got Jackie a switchblade and I got you a tactical knife. I figured it was good for your personalities. Thank you. And we know that as well. I had today my iPhone 6 finally died. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been holding on to that fucker forever because I just finished paying it off. That's how they get you. Because then, I, so I'm like, all right, I'm not getting a new phone yet because I just finished paying this goddamn phone off. Yeah, I'm not getting a new one. I'm gonna ride this out, make my phone bill a little, and it just slowly died every day until today. It just wouldn't charge anymore. Yeah, that's and, how they get you, and they don't want you to buy your phone outright either. My cousin went, and he's like, I'm gonna pay. No, because they want you to miss payments and shit. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show before. Mm. They love when you miss payments, those cocksuckers, because then they charge you with the fees. Mm. Ooh, $15. I hate the fees. <clears throat> this, oh man, yeah. But uh, so I hate the phone company. I just oh, yeah. can't because they're you know they got you with the balls. There's nothing you could do. You need a phone, especially you and me. Like we have to be on social media. We don't have a fucking choice. We got to do all this. We got the news and the emails at my fingertips. But I don't answer an email. I'm an hour. I'm an asshole. Yeah. You know. So it's you know. So I've been you know. I had to get a new phone immediately. It wasn't it wasn't an option to go an entire day without a phone. That's how much hectic my life is than it used to be. I used to have no phone. Yeah, no phone. No phone. We'll get to that and off the grid. Oh. But uh, but and yeah. just like you follow maps. Yeah. I used yeah. to write down directions where I was going in New York. Like, yeah. You, right, you take the A and get off at Thirty Fourth Street and you get the thing. Yeah. yeah. What was the MapQuest? MapQuest. MapQuest. And you printed it out before you left the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MapQuest was big. Now they're done. Fuck them. Fuck them. But <laughs> so anyway, I got the phone. I got an eight instead of a ten, and I was, you know, I was furious the whole time. Poor girl. She's so nice. She just, I'm just venting this bullshit to her. Just She's got. Your... She doesn't own Verizon. You know, <laughs> she just has to like take my shit. Yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. I felt so bad. And then, but the brighter side. Of all of this, I get my phone and my cloud, because I didn't want to, f- I'm so cheap when it comes to my phone, I'm so stingy with all that shit, yeah. so I didn't like update my cloud, because I didn't want to pay the extra money to upload it, I'm like, oh fuck, I lost all my bullshit. The moment I pay for my phone, the moment I the card swipes and it takes it, my old phone turns back on, <gasps> out of nowhere, it just turns back on, like it just, and it just starts working again, so I'm like... But I have to. I knew if I returned the phone that I just bought a second and a half ago, I get the fucking forty dollar restocking fee. And so I was just like, "God damn, sons of bitches!" It just because because it, it just happened. I was so mad, but my phone was fucked. To be honest with you, I needed a new phone. Yeah. So you know, I took it, and then but we had to restore off the cloud from twenty sixteen. So like, I don't have any. Who, who knows what I was doing you, three you years got a ago? Thunderstorm over here, not a cloud. What happened was, uh, I would say, like, a couple months ago, I don't know if you remember, I accidentally deleted all of the text messages from my mom. Yeah. They came back. <gasps> I got all my I got all my mom's text messages back. Oh. And so, so I was reading them. I was, like, crying in the store. I was like, you know, I got all my, I was like, I, like, I was like, I was telling her how much I appreciate her by the end of it. And it ended up being, like, a really nice exchange. And it was, like, a sweet thing. Good. But yeah, no, I, I got all that back. Oh, good for you. She saw the roller coaster of Eddie. She saw it. She saw she saw mean Eddie, which no one really gets. No. And then she and then she saw then she saw sad Eddie, mm. and then uh, happy at the point of tears Eddie. She didn't even see funny Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those cell phone workers are really doing like they have the probably one of the top five worst jobs. I mean, it's it sucks in those stores. It's so boring. 
And there was nothing going on when I walked in. They're all just like sitting on couches with their heads tilted to the side. Put a shit. pinball machine in there. Anything to get people to come back. And you know what else I found out? It wasn't a real Verizon store. It was one of those fake Verizon stores. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah the fake Verizon stores. So I probably paid more than I should have because I went to it, even though it says Verizon on the goddamn sign outside. No. It's a fake Verizon store. And they, it's, 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 a, it's a Verizon dealer. Get out. Yeah, those sons of bitches. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I one time, my MacBook, it had, like, it had a virus on it, and it said, like, a Mac virus. You got to call this number now. Oh. Call the number because it says Mac virus. And, and Mac Keeper. Mac Keeper? Yeah. I paid him $20. Those evil fucks, and they get in your computer, and they start looking around, and yeah. they don't even belong to Macintosh. They don't and I was know. talking to the guy. I was like, oh, it's like $75 to start re- to reboot your computer. I was like, well, why can't I just take it in the Mac store? And he's telling me I can't take it in the Mac store. I was like, but if I take it in the Mac store, isn't it free? And then he's just like, I'm like, wait a second. You don't work for Mac, do Whoa. you? And he's just like, no, I don't. I was like, oh, ho, ho, I gave you so much of my information. Those fuckers. You send him your Mac news. Keeper sucks. They go screw. For all the phone companies, they can go fucking rot in hell. Except I think my, my message is back, and I'm very appreciative of nice. getting my messages back. But the rest of it's fucking garbage. They can go sucking duck. Garbage. And- <laughs> There's too many people in this world that would rather con you than do an honest day's work. Amen to that, sister. Just blow them up. I mean, well, you know, in reason, within reason. <laughs> <laughs> But that I, I do understand why people would want to live off the grid with all this horse shit going on. Yes. I mean, absolutely. I did go to Ralph's and I tried to buy some meat. I actually did buy some meat. Mm-hmm. And it was it smelled like uh, like rotten garbage. What kind of did you like fresh from the deli man? Uh, but by the way, those guys, I don't really consider them like deli guys. Well, they have to slice meat. They, oh, no, like chicken thighs. Oh, chicken thighs. Just chicken thighs out of like a package thing. Oh, that's what you got. You got some stinky chicken meat. Ooh. That'll happen. I paid him $7. Yeah. For thighs? Yeah. That's a lot of thighs. It was a lot of thighs. Because uh, I was going to meal prep. Did you like, return it? Bam. I didn't. You can? I can? Yeah. Oh. You still have it or did you throw it all in the I trash? I threw it all away very angry. Oh, it's gone. I actually wrapped it up in a special bag and threw it outside. Because oh, I wow. can't throw that in my house. Rotten no. chicken meat overnight. Stinky, stinky doo-doo. Yeah, we'll get flies and garbage. Yeah. Maggots. No. You can't. Yes, you made the right choice. Thank and the you. dog would have got after it and yeah. it would have got sick. Yeah. Man, I ate some chicken thighs last night. Mine were fine. From oh, Ralph's. From Ralph's? So. Take it or leave it. I don't know. I think some of these companies, they just, they, they don't really pay attention. Because it's like people making minimum wage. They don't really give a fuck about their job. Oh, absolutely. And so they're just like, ah, chicken thighs. Whether two months ago or last month, I don't fuck it. Put some plastic on it and send it out. I remember when I was 16 working at Dairy Queen, anyone could have got sick. Ooh. You know, I didn't give a shit about nothing. I went to a um, <laughs> an event last month or whenever, mm-hmm. and there was a... Uh, uh, there was a bartender who, I mean, I'm a bartender. There's a lot of responsibility there because you mm-hmm. can get people sick. Uh, with Luckily, like, the liquor cuts a lot of that. Liquor cuts a lot of it, but like a lot of the ingredients, like I'm not mm-hmm. going to give you cucumbers with, you know, uh, mold on it. No, no, of course. No, no. Yeah. But some people, they don't give a fuck, especially if it's like a catering company and like, you know, you maybe you're an actor during the day and you don't really care. And there was uh, glass. There was glass in my drink and I almost swallowed it. Man, because sometimes people will break the glass. The yeah. bartender, if it's, you got a shitty bartender, they'll break a glass. It'll glow into the ice, yeah. and they won't fucking change out all the ice. And there's just glass in the ice. You gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta put the hot water down in that ice. You gotta melt that ice. 
scoop up the glass and restart the whole thing. It fucks your whole night up as a bartender. That's why some try to get take your cheap. You're gonna get someone killed. You can't get somebody killed. It's when I go to a bar and I see a bartender dip the glass into the ice and then pour a drink out of it. I order a Bud Light. I order just a beer out of a can. I'm not even gonna fuck with this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I saw a bartender do that, and I was like, you know, that's like a health hazard, right? And he's like, oh yeah, I know. And I was like, <laughs> but do you really? Because you keep scooping the glass in the ice. Yeah, you you hitting ice, which is very hard with glass. It's gonna chip and break. This is why people live off the grid. We're here to talk about three things. <laughs> we started the show on a tangent of nothing, and that's fine. I agree with it. Oh, first of all, yeah. New producer Eddie Ewing, how you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks Thank for thanks for uh, letting me produce. Oh, thanks for coming in. Eddie works on Thick Skin also, with uh, with me and Jeff, and so he's coming in. He's helping out with the brighter side now. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah. No I know it's late at night, and you probably got better things to do oh, than no sit here with us. Do. Nothing to do. Oh, good, good. That's what I like: a producer with nothing to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> But here we're here to talk about three things today, uh, because we wanted to, we wanted to touch on all these things, but I wasn't sure if there was a whole episode in there on each one of these topics. Yeah, it's our show; we can do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. We can fart on the mic for forty five minutes. And you would love it, wouldn't you? You sick bastards, listening to farts all day. <laughs> all right, so we wanted to talk about living off the grid, mm -hmm. which I'm all about. I'm I think it's about. the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. And then I wanted to talk about. Eating your own. Yeah. I think Democrats, uh, there's a lot of eating your own and punishing people for things they said in the past. And, you know, we're going after people that we need to help us right now. Yeah. And we need to look at a long term goal. And then we're also going to talk about the, the Cohen thing that happened today. And so that could be uh, that That's could be fun or that could be boring, but we'll just give some highlights and some quick opinions. He said some things that really made me laugh. We'll get to it in the end. It's a weird Coen Brothers movie, to be honest. <laughs> they would, man. They would make a great courtroom movie. I don't think they've done that yet. Ooh. They, there was a little courtroom stuff in uh, True Grit. Yeah, but not much. There was just like a little bit. There was you know, like two scenes maybe. Courtroom's difficult because you got to be like a movie is all about visuals mm -hmm. and you got to be active. But in a courtroom, everybody's sitting down. Yeah. My Cousin Vinny. Phenomenal courtroom movie. Oh, the grit scene. Oh, the grits. Yeah. How long are these magic grits? I love <laughs> I love Joe Pesci. He's the best. Um, all right. So living off the grid. Uh, have you ever tried it? Have you ever like what is the most off the grid you've ever got? I, I mean, mean, I imagine it's pretty far off the grid. I Well, I mean, I think growing up. Um, because my family was moving around a lot mm -hmm. and, um, I, I don't know if I was registered at some schools. I'm sure I was, but I would have to share a desk. I don't know if it's just too crowded or whatever. I mean, yeah. there were poor Southern schools, no cell phone, of course, no Instagram or none of that. No social mm -hmm. media. Cause you're a kid and it's in the nineties. And you know, it's, I definitely think that like, there's some pictures I can't find of me from when I'm like. From eighth grade to, oh wait, no, maybe from like fifth grade to high school. Oh, wow. There's just nowhere. Nowhere to be found. That's crazy. Yeah. I should find these photos. I got, I think I have a big gap and I don't think I have any college photos really. I probably got a handful and that's it because there were no camera phones back then. 
I didn't have a cell phone for most of college anyway. Yeah. And there were no camera phones. And then I wasn't about to go get a disposable camera and then click a bunch of pictures. It's and return. Yeah. Who, who the fuck's got time for that? Yeah. You know, I got, I'm not trying to buy prints. Even though Henry did work at a CVS, it could have got me all for free. Mm. He used to steal pictures of dead people because people take pictures of dead people. And he used to steal pictures and he put them in my pillowcases when I lived with him. It was very disturbing. That's fun. There's a fun. I went to this museum of death and there was this couple. They knew somebody who used to work at like one of those photo development places yeah. and they got those polaroid like little snap like roll the thing and snap pictures yeah. but they um killed this man and then like used a severed head to put their penis in his face and like horrible things they did with a dead body if you take the picture you're done you're done the whole thing I, none of these people get caught without the pictures you you you, you take that picture you're done yeah why are you why are you bragging why are you bragging? They want someone to find out. That's See, it. That's why it's not a, that that proves it's a sick fuck and not a crime of passion. Crime of passion, you're not taking pictures. No, you're yes. getting rid of that body. Living off the grid. Um, <laughs> nice. I uh, lived off the grid hard for a long time. I had a landline until 2006. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Only reason I got a cell phone is because my girlfriend at the time made me. Because I was moving to New York and she was staying in Tallahassee. And she's like, if you want to stay together, you have to get a phone. Oh, it's women that always want to put you on the grid. Those sons, those bitches. Take a bath. I don't mean it. They're wonderful. That's I love true. all women. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was way off the grid. I'd like the utilities. I used to pay in cash. I'd like go wait in line at the utility place. And it wasn't even in my name. It was in, some, it was in my roommate's name. I was never on the lease. I was, you know, all my cars were my friend's cars that I gave him a couple hundred bucks for. You know, I was like way, way off the grid. I, I loved it, too. I had a beeper for a little while. That was kind of fun. I used to like legitimately use pay phones. Like, I used to always have to have quarters on me. I was like, it's a hard life yeah. to live off the grid. But like, it's in the thing is with living off the grid. One of the reasons we wanted to talk about it is you're really just not allowed to do it anymore you're not it's illegal yeah you uh, can go to jail for not having your id on you in yes. some places yeah if you're walking down the street cause many times i've like wanted to go to the the deli for mm-hmm. a quick sandwich or a beer or whatever and i have to be like oh gotta grab my id just in case uh the police pull me over and they're like miss do you have your id i told my boss about that years ago years he's a very like republican guy very anti-government yeah and i was like uh Oh, yeah, if you are caught without an ID, it's illegal. And he's like, that's not true. Like, he couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Because you would think, I mean, you would think that you could just walk down the street and yeah. not get arrested. But also, to play devil's advocate, what if you get hurt or killed on the street? And they're like, who is this? Yeah, no, it helps. Being yeah. on the grid helps everything. I'm on the grid now. I'm officially in. I started paying my taxes. I am. I'm done. You know, I went years without doing my taxes. Yeah. And I did them all at once. Thank you, Box Elder Accounting. You guys really helped old Eddie out. <laughs> Go listen to our episode, uh, like three or four of them ago, when we uh-huh. talked to those guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, they got me back on track, and I am a real human being now, and I love it. But uh, off the grid is just. I like knowing that. If they had to find me, I mean, granted, I was selling weed at the time, so it was beneficial. But if they had to find me, they gotta, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Even now, I still vote like four addresses ago. Like, I have to go to Ridgewood, Queens to go vote, even though that's like four or five places that I've lived to go. And it was a pain in the ass, you know, to go from Astoria to Ridgewood when I had to vote for Hillary. But um, I did it. 
you know, you just because you have to. I mean, you should be able to vote anywhere. You should be able to just walk into any place and vote. But, you know, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother thing. Well, it's hard to get on the grid once mm-hmm. you've been off. Uh, like I, whenever I was trying to find an, uh, an apartment, you can listen to one of the older Diaries episodes. Oh, yeah. I, my credit score was Zill. Yeah. And there, and I remember sitting in this guy's um, like landlord's apartment or landlord's like desk, and he was like, "So you're gonna need at least a 700 points to even have credit to even be considered." And I was like, "But I have cash. I have cash for like three months right here." And he was yeah. like, "I don't care." How you doing, Ed Larson from the brighter side here? Let me ask you something. Do you own your own business? Frustrated by dealing with back and forth emails, endless paperwork, and getting paid? HoneyBook.com can help you spend less time handling the administration work and more time doing what you love. HoneyBook is an all-in-one business management platform for creative small businesses. HoneyBook makes it easy to streamline your process with client and calendar management tools and custom branded brochures, proposals, and contracts. You can even get e-signatures, generate invoices, and get paid faster all within one online system. Over 75,000 photographers, designers, and event professionals and other solo entrepreneurs save hundreds if not thousands of hours a year with HoneyBook. And that's why we partnered with HoneyBook.com to offer Brighter Side listeners 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with the promo code BRIGHTER. So get started at HoneyBook.com today and use the promo code BRIGHTER for 50% off your first year. Again, that's HoneyBook.com, promo code BRIGHTER. Okay. It's insane. It's in, it's it's uh, That was really hard for me. I got very lucky. Um, and uh, whereas uh, my fiance, Julie, fixed my credit. I had a zero nothing as well forever. She's all I had. Smart. All I had was a uh, like a blockbuster card, you know. That was like my credit, you know. Is like, they, <laughs> is that how they finally get you through the blockbuster card? <laughs> ah, you rented a movie. Julie put me on a credit card that she had been paying on time for five years, and just like that, I had seven eighty credit. Whoa! Out of nowhere, out of from go, I went from nothing to seven eighty. Wow, she and, loves you. Yes, yeah, she does. And this was years ago, and so yeah. But now, but ever since now, I'm you know, like I said, I'm a human now. I'm. I'm joined society. I have. I'm with it. Doesn't mean that I think that she should have to join society. No, I hate it. I mean, you, it's almost like if you you can't even be, homeless people. They they if they live in the wrong place, they get scooped up off the street. But it's like, but then you give them no place to go. You know, it's just like so. It's the living off the grid thing. It's just like you you have to live. You can live off the grid, but you have to almost do it on their terms. Yeah. If you want to have a farm and if you want to like have a little country house and grow your own vegetables and your own meats and your own deal and like take care of it yourself, fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's kids involved, if you have kids, that's different because I don't know if you're going to like diddle those kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they usually always do all those cults. Oh, the cults. The cults, I mean, break up the cults. <laughs> Kicking the doors with shotguns. You got to end the cults. <laughs> <clears throat> the one person I know who was in a cult. Is now a proud boy. So really, there's that. Oh, he was in a cult. He was in a cult growing up, and then he got out of the cult. He moved to New York. He started doing comedy, and now he's a fucking proud boy. Now he's in another cult. He's in, and he just jumped cults, and he has no idea. He doesn't know that he's in a new cult. Wow. Well, people need to have groups. They mm-hmm. need to be a part of something, and they need to know that that something is greater than themselves. I mean, that's why religion's a big thing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, people need cults. Robin Speronis is her name. I'm going to tell you about her. She is a Florida woman who is living off the grid and forced to connect to city utilities. She had, uh, she she had a what's it called? Solar panels. Uh-huh. She collected rainwater and filtered it herself. And they and the utility and they they someone there did a news story about her. And then someone saw the news story, and the next day, there was someone from the city going to her house to arrest her. <gasps> this is in Florida. And uh, so they, she had to get running water put into her house no. going through the city. And so they can't legally make you turn it on, but you have to have it go to the house. And so she doesn't actually have to use it. She can still use her rainwater but they still have to have it go to the house and make it so she can turn on a faucet with her own uh, with the with the city's water. That's mafia shit right there. Absolutely. It's and plus it's the water company. It's a monopoly. Yeah. It's a you know I know it's a government run you know agency, but it's a fucking monopoly. You know how can you not, you're forced to do it? And then she was fine. And she was and I went to, and when I was down in Texas at the border going on a scouting mission for the special i did with jeff uh i went i was with uh Stu miller great guy and uh we went to this uh i want to say it was like a migrant housing in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and they were off the grid but they like the government knew about them and it's just like just because they didn't have running water they create they collected their own rainwater and filtered it and put it through and which is totally possible yeah. if you stay on top of it and especially places like florida where it rains all the goddamn time yeah. you know you can you can do that stuff but they won't let you do it man that's some bullshit man it is bullshit you should be you're you're helping it's how I look at it. If you're not using electricity, you're not using water, you're helping. They just want their money. That's yeah. it. They'll shake you down for those pennies. Yeah. And, but, you know, at the same time, you can't get clean water in fucking Flint, Michigan still. You know, and so there's, it, it's a double-edged sword. You have to take the water, but sometimes the water ain't good. No, the water's bullshit. Especially like Mississippi. You ever drink the tap water in Mississippi? It no. tastes like pennies. I'm sure it does. And like 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 uh like fish, like fishy pennies. Fishy pennies? Yeah. Sorry, Mississippi. Um you ever see that movie uh Get Out? Yeah. Yeah, you guys should do that. <laughs> 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 yeah, so she had been living off the grid for almost two years and the state officials saw her on TV. Which are a bunch of snitches, the state mm-hmm. officials. I say don't even do that story. Just let her yeah. live in peace. Well, I mean, it was an interesting story. Yeah. You know, it was almost, it's almost like, it's good news. Yeah. You know, it's its an uplifting story. It's someone taking their life into their own hands and, and doing shit. And then they had to go fucking make her get utilities, made her get electricity. They made her, she was doing it herself. Jeez. There was, there's a, um, there's a symbol for people that live off the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost looks like an antichrist thing, but it's like a certain symbol, and like you'll see it. Like now, I've been like walking around cities; you'll kind of see it in certain places. Yeah. And that's when people like they do they uh, live off the grid. They don't take any water from people, or like maybe you'll see it if um like someone had a shack in the middle of the woods. There's a yeah. guy in Pennsylvania who had a shack in the middle. Sure, of the woods. Sure, there's plenty of people in Pennsylvania who got shacks in the woods. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they got a yeah. This little it's like a it's it's like a 
circle with a line through it. It's very mm-hmm. weird. Very cryptic. When I was 18 years old, I got arrested for smoking weed at a Jimmy Buffett concert. Should not be a fucking crime. In Florida. Oh, and fucking snitches. I, I was an undercover cop. He had a long hair and a beard and a marijuana necklace. And he's like, can I hit that? And then he fucking put handcuffs on me. And I missed Volcano, those cocksuckers. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, Punch yeah. Punch him in the face. I mean, I could. You know, that's a much bigger deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you, know, so I, you know, so I had to get probation for that. And my probation was, not probation, but eight hours community service was my penalty. And so I was in West Palm Beach, and the community service that I had to do was they brought us to the woods where these homeless people had built the house, and they made us tear down their house that they had built. That was my community service. That was what I they had me do to like to bring the community back for smoking weed at a gym for doing the most peaceful thing you could do in Florida. I live on a very, like, uh, normal street. Like, the street I live on, some people came up with tents, and mm-hmm. there's just trash. Trash yeah, and yeah, heroin yeah. needles everywhere. Man, I saw a needle in the street the other day. The homeless thing's bad out here. We really need to bad. get on top of doing something about it. Not, uh, not. I mean, like, you and me need to talk about it on the show. Yeah, yeah, Because it's, it's been out of hand. I, I was looking up some shit. 53,000 homeless in Los Angeles County. 250,000 nationwide. So that means one-fifth of the nation's homeless is in Los Angeles. They're bust here. They well, yeah, they're bust here. They're bust to Boston, mm-hmm. uh, but because these are towns where homeless can survive and homeless can. Uh, Boston has it's cold as fuck, but yeah. they have good services here. I mean, we just we're uh, un- incapable of offering good services because there's too many homeless people. But uh, you know, it's, it's the weather's good and you can live in the street. Weather's well, nice, but it's, uh, there's a lot of people that are just like. They don't want help. They can't get help. Again, mm-hmm. it's a whole different thing. But yeah. I'm telling you, there's heroin needles. Every, and it was like a perfectly clean street two weeks ago. Yeah. No, it's because they just moved them from other, some other street. There they go. And they don't like do anything. They don't give them an option. They just say, you can't stay here. Yeah. And then they go spend a night in jail, probably. And then afterwards, they got to go put their tent, whatever's left of their tent, in another part of town. They They're just it. moving them around. Yeah, they might they camped out right in front of my neighbor's house and mm-hmm. they our neighbor like they put up these signs. It was like, "Please don't live here. This is our home and like please don't dump here." And I'm like, "They're not going to pay attention to fucking signs." Yeah. And then so what my neighbors did is they put a speaker face out like right in their tent. And it was the worst sound you've ever heard. It was like a screeching and Halloween noises. Yeah, but now you're just making everyone's life horrible. Yeah, but they did it right in their tent to like just get them the fuck out. Ugh. It's a, it's everything's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. There's got to be another way to fix this, and I have no idea what the fuck it is. I was talking to an Uber driver about this, and he's mm-hmm. like, I know what to do. You go around, you get a police force, and you make everybody take drug tests. And uh, try to get a job. And if they don't try to do that, then you put them in jail. And I was like, put them in jail? Whoa, that's more of our tax dollars right what there. What are you talking about? Someone in jail is fucking $60,000 a year. Yeah. Someone on the street ain't nothing. I mean, it's a little bit of money. We do pay money for our homeless. There is services. $200. You get $200 a month. $200? Yeah, you get $200 a that's month. That's nothing. Do you know the poverty line is $19,000 for a family of four? If I couldn't live on $19,000, I have a hard enough time living off the money I have. Damn, I was making 15000 for years in New York. Yeah, but you also didn't have a family of four. Oh, right. A family of four. I mean, $15,000 in New York, that's nothing either. That's, you know, that is definitely the poverty line. But it's just like, that is, it, that, 
the poverty line should be 50,000. People should be able to eat food when they want. They should be able to go to the movies if they want. They should experience life and entertainment. And there, were, I was looking up things like events for homeless people to do in Los Angeles, like uh-huh. free movie screenings, this, that. It's nothing. There's like places you can go get food, and which is great, you know, and like job fairs. and then there, But like there is nothing to make them feel the least bit normal. And it's going to, they will, they will fucking rise up against us. Yeah. And there was, there's 50,000 of them in this damn town. You know, that is an army. That's a you know, 50,000. That is, that's a whole bunch of people. And that's the count that they don't even count everybody. No. The homeless count. You know what the homeless count? No. Uh, the homeless count is where they have homeless people and volunteers literally walk the streets with a clipboard and knock on the tents and ask people their names and how many people are living in there and are there any kids? Do you have a dog? And like if they see someone sleeping in the car, they'll knock on the car window and be like, hi, excuse me, are you homeless? So these people get fucking yelled at. It's an incredibly dangerous job. Uh, oh, yeah, and I bet they're lying, too. Like the people who Of course, like, oh, no yeah. one's given their real name. No. They don't have ID. You know, they don't have, you know, and so it's just, it is, it is, an unbeatable nightmare out here. And I was thinking about, I read somewhere where they were saying how liberal cities have more homeless and we don't take care of our homeless. And then I, I looked, started researching deeper into that. And I was like, why is that? Cause it is true. New York, LA. I mean, that's a hundred and fifty. It's 130,000 homeless people right there. New York city, Los Angeles County. That is a shit ton of homeless people. And so I was like, well, why is that? And Boston has a bunch. And Boston's, so. Is that liberal though? Yes. Really? Massachusetts is very liberal. They got free, they got weed and everything. Oh, I thought, I pictured Boston being very conservative. The people who live there have racist tendencies, stereotypically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not necessarily. Once I went and like hung out there, it's much better than all the jokes that I've told in the past. Mm. And uh, the cops there are pretty open-minded. They haven't shot an unarmed citizen in over 26 years. That's amazing. So good on the Boston police. And they take care of their homeless. They give them blankets. They bring them to the shelters. If it's below 40 degrees, they have to come inside. Uh, I've talked about this on the show before. Boston does it right. But I looked at like why a city like, why a major city like Dallas doesn't have a crazy homeless problem. I'm like, yeah, they have homeless, but it's not like it is here. No. And it's because they fucking run them out of town. Yeah, they run them out. They don't have homeless because they kick them out and they literally beat them until they leave or they find a reason to put them in jail. And because they don't like you. So that's why the liberal places have more homeless people because we don't fucking beat them as much. Yeah, that's you know? it. And they're bust here. They're like, if you're in Kansas mm-hmm. and you're just... You, you know, you're homeless, you got nowhere to be. You're yeah. given a one-way Greyhound bus ticket to L.A. Yeah. De Blasio, uh, the mayor of New York City, has uh, a system where he will actually, if you're homeless and you can prove that someone out of town will take you into their home, they will buy you a ticket, a bus or a plane ticket to go there. That is a that is something that New York City does to kind of help with the homeless epidemic. Yeah. You know, you could say problem, but it's a fucking when it's 80,000 it's an epidemic, you know. So it's it is. I mean, there's also I mean, there's so many heartbreaking, just straight up statistics, you know, when it comes to homelessness. I mean, this is 
where I thought the episode was going to go, by the way. But um, yeah. but I guess living off the grid, who's doing it more than the fucking homeless? Yeah. Uh, that there are more open apartments and bedrooms in Los Angeles and New York City than there are homeless people. We just refuse to let them live with us. Uh, in Anaheim, they broke up a fucking city of 2,000 homeless people and then only gave 500 of them homes. Oh. You know? And let so them live in that 2,000 city. They had place. it. They were doing fine. They were doing fine. They First, they had like four porta potties, which is horrible. They only had four porta potties for 2,000 people. No. And then the cops came and took the porta potties. They just took their fucking toilets away. I mean, let them live in the, uh, in the, the whole community they, they built. But mm-hmm. I would say if it's an apartment complex, there's a lot of people that are homeless that are like really abusing drugs, really have some problems. Yes. And I don't, I don't want to like, if say if we're living in like a, an apartment like this with yeah. people, I don't, I wouldn't want someone who has just a heroin user yeah. with schizophrenia living right next door to me. Absolutely. They are going to break in your house and steal your shit. Well, the, the drug problem in this country is out of control and the mental health problem in this country is out of fucking control. Yeah. And we're not treating either one of them. We're just letting them go be homeless. The The biggest carer for mental health in this country is jails and prisons. Those are the people who house the most mental health patients yeah. in this country. And the homeless got nowhere to go. And so they end up doing drugs because if you're just sitting on the street all fucking day, you know, that's probably how you got in the situation in the first place. But it is a problem. You don't. And they throw them in jail. That has not solved the problem. It is a you. It becomes a dis- dependency, which is a disease. Yeah. Uh, something I personally do not suffer from, and I'm very lucky, and I'm very fortunate, and I count my lucky stars every damn day. But heroin is one of those like meth and all that shit. It is a disease, and if you don't treat these people, then it's going to continue. And throwing them in jail and letting them live on the street isn't going to help. And so there has to be a way to make a program where you have to live in a halfway house till you get sober. I mean, they do have these programs. They do, and the, a lot you know, of the beds the aren't full. Yeah. A lot of the beds don't. The, people not in the bed because you have to check in at a certain hour and you have to have drug tests. Yeah. And people just don't want to fucking go there. Absolutely. And uh, the L.A. Mission, they let you live there for eight months uh, if you're clean. And looking for jobs. Yeah. And then once you make, save some money living at the L.A. Mission, uh, they'll help you get some government housing and stuff like that. And then you're able to move from there to there. Move up. Yeah, move up you a little bit. You just have to have bit. a job and like not be on fucking crank or whatever. Yeah, and it's so hard to not to continue to do drugs. And there are drugs in jail. Uh, you know, I don't care what you tell me. I've I seen it. First hand. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, you know, you can't, you, it's not a, it's not a, you're not solving the problem. You're creating new ones. Mm-hmm. And so they, there has to be just a, a more, I would say human care put into it. And the problem is there's no money in it. There's no pay to take this job to help care for these people. You know, these people who work at homeless shelters they should be making good ass money. But I don't know how much money, I don't know how much what the price tag would be. And honestly, like, mm-hmm. I, I think if you want to help, um, you, they should be paid more money. But if you want to help homeless people, you should do that and not just for the money. You know, yeah. like I wouldn't want to go see a doctor because they're making more money. I want to see a doctor because they are good at what they do and they want to help people. Yeah. But since we're talking about uh, the jail, let's go to one real quick. I just wanted to look this up. 
uh, we spend $598.5 billion a year in the military. Could take a little bit out of that. How about $1 billion? Take $1 billion. There's a start. Fighting wars that we probably shouldn't be fighting. You know, and if we pulled out of Syria, that number should come down, but it ain't coming down because we're building more nuclear weapons. Uh, they want to make more. They want They want to double our nuclear arsenal, which is a horrible idea. Oh, and I think Trump was going to, he was uh, in talks with selling uh, the nuclear or some like nuclear technology to Saudi Arabia. Great. Good idea. Great idea. That'll help. That'll be, that'll be just what we need. That won't <laughs> backfire at all. Hey guys, how you doing? Ed Larson from the Brighter Side here, and I'm here to talk to you about stamps.com. No one really has time to go to the post office. You're busy, you're doing things, you're your own person. Who's got time for the traffic, parking, lugging all your mail and packages? It's a real hassle. And that's why you need Stamps.com, one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses. Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings you all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. All you got to do is use your computer. You print the official U.S. postage 24-7. It's your own computer. You can do it at 3 in the morning if you want. Any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get $0.05 cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 700,000 businesses already use Stamps.com. And here at LPN, we're one of those small businesses that love Stamps.com. We're sending out t-shirts on the regular. And without Stamps.com, we'd be spending an extra arm and a leg trying to get this stuff out to you. But we are saving that coin. So right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in Brighter Side. That's stamps.com. Enter Brighter Side. This is what we're talking about, man. And we're back. How you doing? Go get that product. Get a frozen pizza. <laughs> I love frozen pizzas. Frozen really. pizzas? They're great. They're I like bought one the other day for the first time in a very long time. Try not to eat carbs. It's not going to happen. But I get the $1 cheese pizza. Don't get the meat mm -hmm. because meat, I did bite into a pizza one time with pepperonis yeah. and the pepperoni had a hair in it and it was a hard, bristly hair. So I just go straight up cheese pizza. Man, those pepperoni, what was it? it was probably a nipple hair. It was probably a nipple hair. Yeah. yeah. It was like an animal that was just shoved into a grinder mm -hmm. and they that just was didn't just, clean it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it was real coarse and it was probably a piggy hair. Mm, yeah. I like piggies. Piggies are very smart. Mm -hmm. mm, very I would sweet. like to play with one. One came to the dog park not too long ago. Oh, well, the thing with pigs, though, we all think they're very sweet. Is But if you recently a woman uh, was eaten by pigs. She, f she, she had down. a seizure yeah. and a pig thing. It fell down and the pigs ate her. Yeah, so you can't lay down around pigs or they'll eat you. Yeah, and it's not a, a, not a, 
uh, they're not, they're just hungry. They're, yeah. They're not vicious. They're just going to eat you because they're hungry. They're hungry. They also, farmers have to take away, for some reason, wild pigs don't do this, but pigs uh, raised in captivity or on a farm, mm-hmm. um, when the pig gives birth, the farmers have to go and like take away the piglets immediately because she They'll just, eat them. They'll eat, yeah, they eat the newborn. Yeah, because it looks delicious. Mm. I get it. Yeah. The fucking baby pig's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> And eating our own. Eating our own. Look at that transition, Amber. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about this. This is something that it's been bothering me a lot, and I think it is the biggest problem that I am I'm obviously, you know, I'm a Democrat. You know, what? who gives shit? I'm hardcore Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you? No. Kind of, probably. I'm a little Republican. I get some of the ideals. Yeah. But I think that right now... Obviously, we're in a place where there's got to be a major change. Yeah. And with the Democrats, we'll not win the way we're doing it. No. We are eating our own. We are, which is like, all right, I'll use the Virginia Senate, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam as a uh, as an example. You heard, you know about this guy, right? Yes. He took the picture, the the KKK picture. When it's in his high school yearbook, and he's either in blackface or he's in a KKK hood, doesn't look good. No, bad, bad. And it, they also had a friend of his, like a, a, a man of color, uh, with a noose around his head, mm-hmm. laughing. That was another picture. Weird. That was that was the, that was the other guy. That was another guy. Yeah, but um, too all right. many of these pictures. So here's, I understand that's wrong and that's bad. I do get it. There is like there is a Big racism problem in this country. But I think that when he was younger, times were different and he was stupid. And I think that we are in a place now where the Democrats and this in and and, and the movement of all of the calling people out and making sure we get their jobs. I think that we are taking down people we should not be taking down because Republicans They'll fucking get their boys back to the end. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They they stuck up for Roy Moore forever. Horrible. But my family, Trump supporters, they didn't like Roy Moore. Yeah. They were like, we don't like this guy. Yeah, you got to. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to get him out. I mean, yeah, yeah, get him out of here. And they did. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, you know, the the Klan one, I, I don't know. I don't. I feel like he shouldn't be representative of office if he has that fucking photo. <sighs> I mean, but like at the same time, I mean. I was a murder fist for 10 years, yeah. you know? I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm a racist. And I didn't, you know, I don't have any blackface or I don't have any of the other stuff, but like it's just it I feel like if you grow as a human being, what if we're not allowed to grow, if we're not allowed for our opinions to change and become better people, then what are we doing? It's not like the picture was taken the other day. It's yeah. over 30 years ago. You know, is if it was taken 15 years ago, it'd be a bigger deal because he'd be smarter and older. But he was a kid, and then no one's attacking the school for putting it in the fucking yearbook. You know, like <laughs> in the yearbook, I can't believe that. What kind of nerds are reading yearbooks? <laughs> Hate yearbooks. I mean, Al Franken's the one that I was like, as a woman, because he's like fake grabbing that woman with the, yeah. the thing. As a woman, I was like, he probably thought it was a joke. 
I honestly and he don't hated care. her, and he was like a he, he's like a tough guy kind of guy, you know, who grew up in you know SNL in its first couple years, you know, so it was like he grew up as a comedy guy who they like it was like it was a different culture, you know, and it was and you there was an adjustment period. And uh, and that I feel like should fall into the adjustment period. But here's the thing with um, I just want to read the the Virginia uh, governor Ralph Northam. Uh, obviously, he refused to 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 back get out to leave office. Yeah. Which you know, my hats off to him to be honest with you. And uh, here's what here's why I don't want him out. And then we could talk about it a little more. Okay. All right. Here's what he stands for. Here's a list. He supports abortion rights. He thinks Confederate statues should be taken down and moved to museums. He opposes the death penalty, supporter of major increase in minimum wage, free community college, is a fighter for of climate change and against offshore drilling and fracking. He helped get family leave pay for new parents and foster parents, favors a ban on assault rifles and maximum round magazines, also produced a law where you can't buy more than one gun a month. Can you believe that wasn't a law? Whoa. And he he was the deciding vote to keep sanctuary cities. Decrimi- he decrimi- he was, is about de- he wants to decrimi- decriminalize marijuana, my words. It's a hard word. It, I mean, it's probably not that hard of a word. Decriminalize. Decriminalize. Yeah. Recidivism. Uh, and he also called Donald Trump a narcissistic maniac, but we want to take him out of office because he took a bad picture 32 years ago. This okay. is a guy who we need yeah. in there. Let's all right. How about this? Let's get the fucking Cheeto out of office and then start dealing with these people. He's on our side. He's a great leader uh, who did one bad thing a very long time ago. And he, I guarantee he feels bad about it. And he knows it's wrong, and he stands up for people of color in his in his damn state. And he shouldn't. If we remove him, it's gonna fuck us in the end. And that's what happened with Al Franken. Actually, Al Franken. I mean, they got someone pretty cool in there. But Al Franken, the way he was going, he could have been fucking president. Yeah. You know, he would. He was skyrocketing. He would have beat Trump. He's smarter than him. He's funnier than him. He's an entertainer, just like Trump. He would have been able to go at his ass. But we got him out of there because he took that picture, you know, and like the picture sucks and he shouldn't have taken the picture and he's a grown man and he should fucking know better. But at the same time, if we would stick with our people, we'd be doing a lot better. And this country would not be we it would not be going down the shitter like it is if we would if like some Democrats would have got behind Hillary. You know, instead of like calling her a bitch all the time, it's calling her. You know, and if we would if we would have got her back, we wouldn't have been in this fucking situation. You know, and so it's. I think that we are we are damaging ourselves, and we're letting the 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 right side the and the alt right trolls, which I know you're fucking passionate about, lead our decision making. Yeah, well, and, they they pretend to be Democrats. Yeah, and they like fuck us over. Like there was one with the um. You know, there's like a charcoal face mask. Yeah. And then somebody went on saying, um, oh, this is racist. As a Democrat, I find it racist. And then I wanted another message board, and they said, oh, this was a white person pretending to be a Democrat saying this. Yeah. This isn't a real thing that people give a fuck about. Some people are stupid enough to say that, though. Some people are. But there was, like, on these, like, message boards, some of these, like, mm-hmm. troll people say, um, 
pretend to be Democrat. Yeah. And then go after uh, uh, go after women, go after people of color, go after whatever to make it seem like to break up the party even more. They're yeah. Sneaky. And be annoying. Yeah. Like just in general, just be super fucking annoying and offended by everything to make people not want to be around the Democratic Party. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a sneaky meme that went around a hot second. It's mm-hmm. away now, but it had um uh, this little girl and she like, you know, the the three black bears or whatever, the porridge. Yeah. Or this bed. is Goldilocks. Right? Yeah. Goldilocks. And she was like talking to the cops and uh, and she was just like, I don't know, officer. They just upset me and like the cops were like, all the bears were shot and then come to find out that meme was done by an alt-right person yeah and like it was just totally using white women as like this trojan horse into breaking up the democratic party which yeah. we have been horrible so i get it we are you know not doing good things absolutely we and voted for trump you know i mean that. look at the women's march yeah for christ's sake oh my we God. can't even be in the women's march anymore because one of them liked a person who doesn't like jews i mean how did, how did the women's march dissolve? Like, that's like, you can't, we got to stick together. This is crazy. So one person had a shitty idea. That's not the point of the women's march. The women's march is for women. And it's for bringing, and then you can't even get behind that. It's, like, it's, I didn't like the pussy hats, to be honest. I saw those yeah. pussy hats photos like, oh, this is going to backfire. And I'm sure like not a lot of women wore them. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I it mean, was... I look pretty crazy when you if you see the aerial shots. Oh, really? Most of them wore them. It's just it, I just hated it so much. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can buy it on Amazon, a fucking pussy hat like it's just mm-hmm. p- pro corporatization. Amazon doesn't treat their like their uh, people very well. The people who work for them, they work them to death. And now you're going to buy the fucking hats off of them for this, like, anti-government thing? I, I don't know. I do All like that I hear the word pussy on the news a lot. Yeah. That I'm into. <laughs> it's better than cunts. Better than cunts. I'm sure that's what they all wanted to call a lot of these women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's a, cunt is, you know, pussy's a nice word. Pussy's nice. You know, it is It is. It is a little better. You Rolls know. off the lips. Rolls off no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn. He, uh, I mean, this is not. See, they have these alt right guys. The moment anyone makes a statement or gets a job, Kevin Hart, James Gunn, they, they dig up. They, so it's someone's job to go look through any comment they've ever made their whole life, find the one or two that are fucked up, and then put it out there and claim for their jobs. I mean, James Gunn. Not to mention he's a great director and those Guardians of the Galaxy movies are fucking awesome. And I'm sorry he lost his job, but it's not about that. He was one of the greatest people at pointing out Trump's bullshit. And then now he doesn't do it because it's not worth it to him because he, cause he did it so much. They found some old shit that he had deleted, which what I found out today is nothing is truly deleted because no. I got my fucking text messages back out of nowhere. And so nothing I, nothing is deleted, even though I've gone through my Twitter and taken out anything that could possibly be uh, deemed uh, racist or you should do that, Amber. Oh, I have. I mean, yeah, everything's great. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but uh, I, I guarantee the people who found James Gunn's shit, uh, they were all right. Of course they were. We know they were. And they're pretending to be Democrats. No, because they know that we're going to be like, yeah, fuck that guy. Get him out of there. Yeah. They're and using our, uh, us against each other. James Gunn made the movie Tromeo and Juliet. 
Do you know what this movie is? No. It's a trauma movie that it is basically about a cock that kills people. It like fucks them to death. The movie's about rape. Like, let's face it. The guy's IMDb page should have got him fired from Disney, not these fucking tweets. These tweets, I mean, they were vile and he was an idiot. What did he say? I mean, he was just making rape jokes that weren't funny. Uh, That's the worst part. I mean, I've sat through so many open mics. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I simply I don't know. I mean, maybe I do, but like I've sat through so many people on stage who are just like, we should kill everybody, huh? Or like, kill yeah. this certain group of people. Yeah, and these he was a dude on our side making great ass content, and you went and figured it out, you know. And it's just, and then when you push somebody to the other side far enough, they will join the other side. Yeah. Now I know this is probably touchy. Uh, but Louis C.K. I was about to mention that. Louis C.K. Not a good dude. Let's face it. What he did was wrong. You know, even if he had permission to jerk off in front of those women, uh, he was in a position of power and he shouldn't have done it. Does he deserve to be in the same place as Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein? No. Now, I feel like where we put, because we did put him in that same category. He has, in time, turned evil. Uh, I think that he has gone to the dark side, and he will be successful. You know, people, and he will write evil comedy. And he has. He already started calling the Parkland kids, you know, uh, not heroes and shit. You know, and he's like, and he's starting to test the waters with that stuff. And you know what? It's going to work. Those filthy fucks. There's people out there who want that content. And you know what? Louis C.K. is fucking, as much as I don't like him, uh, is smarter than most people. Yeah. And and he, and because he was fucked over, not fucked over, but because he was hung out to dry without a trial, he's turned, he's going to turn against us. We could have tried to help him and fix him and make it so he's like, you know, learns to be a better person. But no, we just banished him, and now he's going to go join the fucking dark side and make them stronger. Yeah. That's what I think. And I, I, I think it's we look at the same thing with jails and prisons. It's another way of that. It's the punishment society is making us hate each other. And we need to figure out a way to come together with both sides. Because let's face it, half of the country thinks one way and half of the other country thinks the other way. And so, and they refuse to talk to each other about it. And until we do, nothing's going to change. And so, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I'm kind of, I feel like I'm dominating the conversation. No, no, you're great. I'm sort of listening and yeah. nodding. And <laughs> um, I do agree. I mean, whenever Louis C.K. first went into, like, people talking about it, yeah, I was um, in favor of us talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't in favor of us put, lumping him in the same thing. But I did have a man scream at me on the streets, and it was so hard because he was like, what do you think? Because he's like friend of a friend. Yeah. And we were hanging out together, and I was having a smoke outside, and he was like, do you think we should be lumping Louis C.K. in the same thing as like Bill Cosby and Weinstein? And I was like, well, I'm just glad we're all talking about it. And he started Amen. screaming in my face. Um, and this guy is like, he's a comic. I don't want to like 
talk who he is or whatever. Yeah. But it was so hard that people on the streets of Los Angeles who don't give a fuck about anybody else but themselves stopped and they were like, dude, are you? And they're looking at me and they're like, are you okay? And they're like, dude, it's not worth it. Stop screaming at her. Because I thought he was going to hit me. God damn. And he was just like a liberal fine dude, but like something with this like snapped in his fucking brain. Because he's done something like that. Because he's and he done saw something. The, and he saw his life fucking flashing before his eyes. Yeah. That I is mean, why. I mean, and hard. you know what? I'm all about the movement. I understand that in order to have a movement, there has to be casualties. Uh, I know that uh, if you could look at it, if you could equate it to anything, you could equate it to death row. Yeah, we got to kill some serial killers, but one out of 20 people on death row is presumed innocent. And so, you know, like you got to, you know, you got to figure out how to the balance. Yeah, you figure out a balance. But um, yeah, and it's- I do like that things are changing, though. I like that because before uh, people would come up to me like shithead dudes and would say shithead dude things to me. And then if I didn't like it, then I was the weirdo. Now, they, yeah. they're they fucked up. Things always change. Yeah. Uh, society always changes. Every 10 years, we have a major change. Uh, and look at uh, pop stars mm-hmm. and how they acclimate to it. Most pop stars only last maybe 5 to 10 years because society changes and we decide... We decide, oh, we don't like their music anymore. We don't like their style. We've changed onto a different thing. Madonna is probably one of the only pop stars to still be around from the 80s. And it's only because she's changed herself completely every 10 years. She has. That's how society goes. This is some new PC thing. I mean, granted, it is. That's just how we are for the next 10 years right now. Yeah. So, brighter side. Yeah. I'm happy the movement exists. I'm glad things are changing. But we need to make sure that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot. And each situation needs to be taken as each situation. They they can't all lump it in together. Because everything is different circumstances. We're figuring it out. We're like a toddler learning how to walk. Yeah. Right now. And, and you know, we're going to fall down. I've said this before. Hillary's elected. None of this is happening. No. No. None of this Me Too movement ain't happening. You know, all these like, you know. It's all, true. All, all these crazy like. Be nice to each other, extremist shit. Would AOC even be in the, like no, around? Exactly. If was around. So maybe fuckface Trump is the necessary evil we needed to truly move forward into a fucking better tomorrow. Yeah, and there's people also like coming out against him. Speaking of like eating yeah. your own, his own lawyer. Oh, Cohen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we wanted to talk about that a lot more, uh, but we're, we're running out of time here. There's little hits, well, little, little samples, little sips. Little samples. I'll give you some highlights. Um, my favorite part of it is some of the, what he said was uh, Trump had him. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the painting? The painting's fucked up. The painting's Three of them, by the way. Really? And they used his own charity money to buy the painting. $60,000. And he wanted the person, he made someone go buy it, and then he paid them with the money from his own charity foundation. And then he wanted the painting to be auctioned off last, and he and the guy didn't have to pay $60,000. He made him pay $60,000, so it would be the most expensive thing bought at that auction. Yeah. So it was, you know, that's how much of a maniac he is. And not just that, he did it two other times with paintings of himself with money from the charity. And but my favorite is this is I think the funniest thing. He had Cohen call his high school and college yeah. and threaten them if they released his grades. Yeah. 
What are you ashamed to have a C average? Well, it's because he would always threaten uh, uh, what's his face Obama. He'd always be like, "I don't think I don't think he was a good student. I yeah. think he was a terrible student. Let me see the grades." Yeah. And of course, you know, when you threaten somebody, it just means you've done the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. that guy who was screaming at me on the side of the road about Louis C.K. He's yeah. Like, oh, you've obviously like hurt somebody. And obviously, the really bad one is the Trump Tower in Moscow. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he was planning it up to the day he was elected. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously a a huge red flag with a red flag out front of it. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> and a little half moon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Putin was going to get two stories of the Trump Tower. He was going to just have two stories for his own personal use. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, that's obviously not good. But uh, brighter side is finally we're getting to this trial. We're getting moving. We're moving forward. And. It's not, I don't think he has a chance. And I hope some of these Democrats do not fight each other and do not destroy each other like I think they are planning on doing when they run against each other. I hope that they can find a way to state their opinion without telling each other, uh, without taking each other down. I mean, that's how Republicans did it. Like back when like, uh, yeah. like uh, Trump and uh, uh, Mar- I always want to call him Marco Polo. Marco Rubio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, they were they were all screaming at each other. They mm-hmm. like, I have no respect in you. And now they all just work for him and then just, you know, tuck their dick between their asshole and yeah. then just do the thing. They love it. Yeah. Um, but this is uh we're done. We're done. We're done. This is the brighter side. Um, all right, so my cousin wrote a song for Bernie. I don't know who I'm voting for. I don't think I'm gonna vote for Bernie, but I do like Bernie. I think Bernie's gonna keep everyone honest. Yeah. I think he's going to, you know, everyone running is going to have to, like, you know, be a little more honest just because they're running against Bernie and they're going to be scared. And so that's why I'm happy Bernie is running. Um, I don't know if I want him to win. I'm going to let them win me over. I'm going to let whoever I think could beat Trump. That's who I'm voting for. Yeah, I, I don't be, even care. I don't care. Be honest with you. I want to be sold. I want to be sold on your policies. I want to, like, see where we are. But if you do like Bernie, my cousin wrote a song called Do You Feel? And he had living legend Tony Newton play it and sing it he played with stevie wonder john lee hooker aretha franklin michael jackson many more um it was it's badass it's a fun song um, uh, andrew way, stahl wrote it that's well, my cousin andrew stahl by the yeah. way we're not endorsing bernie we're endorsing, endorsing eddie's cousin we're endorsing my cousin yeah he wrote the song and if you do love bernie go listen to the song and you can buy it on itunes for one dollar and it goes to bernie's campaign it's called do you feel um, and we can play this song because my cousin wrote it. And so we don't have to worry about just playing 10 seconds. It's not a bad song. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but regardless, just let's work together, guys. Yeah, stop all this shit. Let's hold hands. Yes. Give peace a chance, you fuckers. This is the brighter side of Cynics Look at Optimism. I'm Eddie Larson. That's Amber Nelson. And Eddie Ewing, you broke your cherry. Thank you so much for coming by. Great insights on everything. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, be good to yourselves. We love you. America standing at the crossroads On the edge of returning dark ages We've got a chance, a chance for fighting Time to stand up, time to flip the pages Oh, 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 oh. 
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 